Welcome to the Business Resilience Decoded podcast, brought to you by Asfalis Advisors and the Disaster Recovery Journal. Crisis management in today's world is ever-changing, and this podcast is our commitment to help you navigate successful outcomes for any crisis you may face. I'm your host, Vanessa Matthews. I specialize in providing insights and solutions for crisis, continuity, and resilience across industries from real estate and healthcare to terrorism in the airline and transportation worlds. No matter what industry you're in, this podcast will provide you the tools to build resilience in your organization. Welcome back to another episode of the Business Resilience Decoded podcast. Today, we will be speaking uh, with Kimberly Ballard-Washington. She's the president of Savannah State University. And this podcast is titled The Future of Higher Education, Historically Black Colleges and Universities and Their Emergency Management Programs. Before we get started, I wanna share a few resilience resources and reminders. Please sign up for our Four Corners community at bit.ly slash brd4corners for access to exclusive content and behind the scenes interviews that you won't get on our podcast. Uh, the Disaster Recovery Journal hosts webinars every Wednesday and the upcoming topics are available for you online. You can check out the link in the show notes. In Asfalis News, The Road to Resilience and the Five-Step Crisis Strategy Guide is available for any business in any industry to navigate any crisis. You can access that link uh, through bit.ly slash the number five step crisis. And lastly, if you have enjoyed our podcast, uh, we would be so grateful for you to share your, your ratings on our podcast. It helps other listeners to be able to find us and it also helps us to know that we are providing value in this community. So let's dive right in with our guest for today. Miss Ballard Washington, thank you for coming to the podcast. Thank you for inviting me. So can you tell our listeners, our listeners a little bit more about you and your background? I am the president of Savannah State University and I have been here as president for the last nine months, but was here during COVID as the interim president. The previous president of Savannah State retired. I was at the university system office serving as an attorney for the University System of Georgia, which includes Savannah State University and also the Board of Regents. And been in lovely Savannah on the beautiful campus of Savannah State University, enjoying our students and our alums since July of 2019. Nice. Well, it's definitely uh, a pleasure to have you. I had an opportunity to meet uh, the president in Charlotte back this spring and um, have been just very excited to hear what the university is doing. So I'm excited that you'll be able to share with us today. So you've worked for several Georgia colleges and universities, including UGA and Valdosta State, but you are the first and only person to have led all three public historically black colleges and universities in Georgia. So what specifically led you to pursue leadership roles at HBCUs? Actually, it was something that I uh, was drawn to, to a certain extent. After I started working at the University System of Georgia, I'm a person that I believe in equity. At the University System office, um, a lot of individuals had a history of working with the PWIs. There were very few people in the university system office that had a history of working at the HBCUs. I also didn't have that history. 
but I worked well with the presidents of the HBCUs and got to know the campuses fairly well. And therefore I was able to be a voice for those universities as we were, as decisions were being made at the system level. And so that gave me insight. And so when there was an opening um, to go to Fort Valley State University as an interim president, the chancellor thought of me, I didn't think of myself, truth be told, the chancellor thought of me because they needed someone to fill a gap for about a two month period. And he asked me to um, go and do that. It's not something that I would have thought because I really, my life plan, my career plan did not include presidency at that time. That was in 2013. And that was not in my goals. It was legal. I was in legal affairs and I was reaching what I perceived to be the pinnacle of my career in legal affairs because I was doing what I wanted to do. Fusion Risk Management is your North Star for operational resilience. The Fusion Framework System provides a foundation that enables you to understand how your business works, how it breaks, and how to put it back together again, which allows you to make data-driven decisions so you can anticipate, prepare, respond, and learn through business disruptions and major crisis events. Head to the link in our show notes to request a demo today. Fusion Risk Management, building a more resilient world together. I can appreciate that. <laughs> so, and I also love that sometimes it, we may not see it or we don't, uh, that might not be something that we're striving for, but to have a network of people that can see it in ourselves and can help to pull us there is so powerful. So I'm so grateful that the chancellor pulled you and tapped you and you accept it. <laughs> I, am, I am grateful for that as well. Uh, that was Chancellor Huckabee and I'm really grateful to him for seeing that. And then when opportunities continue to come up for him having discussions as to what I wanted to do, because he did allow me to see something in myself that mm -hmm. I didn't know existed. So going back to being president and all the different things that go along with that, uh, there have been a slew of bomb threats to historically black colleges across the country in 2022. It's happened in years previous, but um, this is the current year of this podcast recording. Um, so how should HBCUs be approaching threats like bomb threats that we've seen across the country from both a campus morale and an emergency preparedness perspective? So it's important that we continue to a certain extent, business as usual. Morale-wise, we've got to make sure that our students, staff, and faculty uh, feel safe and know that the powers that be, security teams <laughs> really, are working and thinking about our safety at all times. That helps with the morale. But we also have, we can't stop programmatic activities. Um, that's not the way to limit college should feel and look like college. Mm -hmm. And so we're working to make sure that, that that has occurred. We have taken some measures to, to make it less likely that any threats would be true. We don't know, um, of course, you can't stop someone from making a threat, but what we wanna do is stop the likelihood of a bomb being placed on our campus or bringing some certain damage. And so we've worked with various professionals, FBI included, the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, Homeland Security, 
and even some private companies have come in to assist us in making sure that we have thought clearly about what we need to do to protect our infrastructure, but also our campus way of life. I can appreciate that. I, you know, you you talked a little bit about equity and 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 I can imagine that it's it's frustrating, but it also probably feels like it's just always something. <laughs> And so I can appreciate um, with the multiple hats that you have to wear, but also in uh, leveraging the, the expertise from your external partners, in addition to what do we do to keep our people safe, has got to be a dynamic, as well as to help, you know, to help students explain, well, why are we a target and what does this mean? I can imagine that, that those are very uh, honest and vulnerable conversations. Those definitely are, you know, being a target is never comfortable and no one wants to feel like they are a target. This, what's happened in January, February with all of the bomb threats being focused at HBCUs and uh, you know in churches, synagogues, all that was happening simultaneously and very disconcerting. And mm -hmm. so a lot of populations were feeling um, the pressures surrounding that, you know, when will it be us? Yeah. For those of us that didn't receive that was the question that we were asking, when? And moving to what do we need to do so that it won't be us? Yes. Uh, or, and, and that's really the key. Um, we want to make sure that we're protecting and not just preparing for the inevitable. We want to protect our constituency. You know, one of the things you hear all the time is that safety is our number one priority. It is, but really education should be. Safety should just be, it's incidental to what we do as a, as a business. Safety has to be a, a concern that we're always engaged in, but that priority still has to be maintained as education. And Absolutely. how do you educate in a safe environment? So that's the key. Absolutely. Absolutely. So keeping this thread of safety and security, uh, the Homeland Security and Emergency Management Program at Savannah State is the first <laughs> bachelor's degree program of its kind in Georgia. Short plug, I'm the first female in the state of Georgia to graduate with a degree in Homeland Security and Emergency Management. It would have never happened without Savannah State. Um, and outside of me, there are boatloads of people whom this program have produced and we have some amazing talent at every level of uh, government and as well as in the private sector community and some who are also in the international world uh, doing the work of this profession. So question for you, uh, we talked a little bit about this the last time that we met. How would you like to see this program evolve from where it is now to where you see that going in the future? You know, I think because Homeland Security and Emergency Management is such a popular field right now, for us, um, the evolution should include the growth of the program. Focusing on, focusing on that program as being one of our niche programs to attract new students, but also attracting more faculty to it so we can have more offerings and students can move through it a little, I won't say it will be faster, but more students can move through it. Um, at the appropriate pace. Right now, we are, are limited in the number of faculty that are engaged in that program. Therefore, we're limited in the number of students that we can admit. Yeah. And we have a lot of interest there, so we need to 
make sure that we're making changes and even growing the program differently. It's like, what tentacles should be coming from that program? What are the specializations that students need? And so we're going to have to work with industries, groups such as yours to help develop where, where the needs are so that we, we can change the program with the current times. There are always things that students will need to know this base level, but what are the specialties that um, would make us stand out differently? And it's where the governmental agencies, but also the private corporations need us to go so that we can um, meet the current needs for employment. You know, what yeah. do you need in your corporation? Yeah. That's really what our students are going to, they, that's what we need to give them now so they'll be prepared to enter the workforce. Absolutely. So when I think about this program, I think about it in terms of we've got to recruit both the students and the faculty, right? It's a program in and of itself and the partnerships or relationships that may exist there. And then it's once they're done with their program, where did they go? So on our pod, well, first of all, if you look on the news, everything on the news validates why Homeland Security and emergency management is a big deal and why specific, uh, specifically historically black colleges and our federal government is looking and seeking and, and is, uh, is underdeveloped, <laughs> let's be clear, about a true diversity, equity, and inclusion pipeline that is inclusive of minorities and students. So we've got decision makers in our audience. We have people who are Savannah State alumni. We have people who are prospective students who may want to come back and get their bachelors. Um, and we have private corporations. For any of those different types of audiences, what do you need as a university president for this program? One thing we need is just basic, it's input. You know, I'm sure those who are engaged in the programs know, know the answer, but we need to make sure that our dean, our provost have input at, as they're making decisions regarding the program. They have input as to what the, what the community needs this yeah. program to be because we're not going to be able to get the faculty in if we're if they don't aren't given the latitude to for growth mm -hmm. every faculty member you know research service is a part of what they do in addition to teaching and so where what can they be doing to help enhance what um what's going on in the classrooms and they get that from the industry you know, where the, what are the industry needs? So having, marrying the industry community with our population here on campus will help in our decision-making so that we can determine where the growth is. So I will say what we need is relationships. Love that. And that's the key to our industry. We talk about it on every show. Um, all right, I could talk to you about so many more things, but unfortunately we have 15 minute episodes and <laughs> I have to reschedule you back. But my last question for you is, where can our listeners, where can the people listening, where do you want to point them to, to either learn more about you, the, the university, the, the program, et cetera? Okay, so they don't need to learn a thing about me. I'm boring. <laughs> but what they do need to learn is about our programs here at Savannah State University. So I ask you to go to savannahstate.edu, but also focus on Homeland Security because you do have uh, an audience that has strong interest there. Focus on uh, that program. And if you can go to the website and search for Homeland Security, uh, read about us. USA Today did a feature on, on us. So take a look at USA Today and Homeland Security at Savannah State University. 
and um, see what's going on here. And then admissions, please, please go to savannahstate.edu. You can apply for admissions right on our site. Reach out to our department if you have questions, send us an email so that we can answer, okay? Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Love to connect with you and your corporation so that we can grow our program in the way that the industry needs us to grow. Well, thank you for joining the podcast. It's been a pleasure to have you. Well, very nice seeing you all. And thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Business Resilience Decoded podcast brought to you by Espalis Advisors and Disaster Recovery Journal. Make sure you check out the show notes for this episode to see all the upcoming events, programs, and ways we can support you. Make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast, leave us a review, and share it with a friend. Thanks again, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.